0: Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, thank you for those beautiful prayers and um, yeah, just wishing us well as we go into two months of, of rest. Um, I've just been saying it's just, uh, I guess, just releasing responsibility from our soul for a couple of months is, is what it's all about. And uh, we are we are looking forward for it, to it but at the same time we're really going to miss you guys I said to Deb last night it might feel like that we're stepping into a bit of an echo chamber uh, for a wee bit and um, because we are we are so invested in the in the moving of what God's doing here the life of the spirit in this church and also you know what he's doing in you guys and, and we love you guys so much and um, we just we wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world than here in Rangiora, um serving uh, the house of God and and um, and Jesus here. So uh, I did have a video. If you want to see that, you have to stay for the uh, second service, just because um, it, it's really awesome. But um, I'll just cut to the chase because we really uh, just don't have that much. Time left actually in the service today, so I'm just gonna we're gonna go straight to the to the word uh, John 4, John chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, or else it will appear like magically behind me on a big screen. Um, and so the the framing of this is Jesus is uh, talking to the woman at the well, just to give you a, a heads up of where we're going with this. And it says this in verse in verse 4. Now he that's Jesus had to go through Samaria. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well and it was about noon. And when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, "'Will you give me a drink?' And the Samaritan woman said to him, "'You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan.'" Like, hello, you don't offer me beverages. And uh, how can you ask me for a drink?' Now, not only did did, did Jews not really hang out with Samaritans, like Jews actually avoided going through Samaria, so Jesus was actually going into a place where everyone's going like, Jesus, what are you going into Samaria for? These Samaritans were actually half Jewish and half Gentile, and so they were kind of that no touchy, no go, don't do that if you're a Jew, These, these people aren't. As pure as us, and so we 're going to avoid them. They had their own they actually had their own uh, ministry and 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 honored god and and they were that but they were they were a separate from the jewish scene and, and 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 but Jesus turned up in Samaria right uh to change the narrative. <laughs> He, he he turned out to change their narrative. He's like, hey, that's been your story. You've been excluded from all the all the things that God you know wants to do in the Jews. But actually, Jesus walked in to change their narrative and, and to show them that unconditional love can't be restrained by cultural paradigms or history or anything like that. Jesus, is like, no, I'm here to represent the Father's love, and and, and I just I was just thinking. Um, this week over just how, how so much I appreciate God coming into my life, Jesus coming into my life and changing my world views. You know, the way I viewed myself and, and even, even to the, like, you know, you can come to faith in Christ and you have all this hope and life comes around you and you have a family, um, of believers and, and, and that's amazing. And you, you, you're brought into the kingdom of the son whom he loves and we love that and that's awesome. But he's in the nitty gritties of our transformation. And He cared that I used to struggle with depression and despondency. And, 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 and that was kind of like, a, you know, the familiar spirit, I guess, of my life was meh. Like, you know, just meh. That feeling of like that blanket of ugh, whatever, you know, I, hopelessness, I guess. And, and I, as I engaged with Jesus, He brought transformation into a region and into a place in my heart that I'd never been able to get um, sustained victory in. And that's what Jesus does when He comes into regions of our lives and places, you know, in, in the world. And He wants to bring transformation that He can only do. And so I'm so just I'm just so grateful. <laughs> I hope you I hope you have that that same story in your life, the story of Christ transform, transforming power. And, and so Jesus is with this woman this day, and and He, and he answered her, "Everyone who drinks." this water will be thirsty. And he's like, I guess he's pointing down the well. And he's like, well, that's only temporary. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will uh, will become in them. Everyone say, become in them. A spring of water welling up to eternal life. That's awesome. Did you know that In your life, there's a spring of water that is welling up. That you are called to be a well, a wellspring of life, that that you don't just have to come To Jesus daily in the sense of like I just need you I just need you to just like pump water into my life and I just need you to to I need to receive from you but because the kingdom of heaven is within our lives there's actually this paradigm shift here where where Jesus is saying actually there's a wellspring within you because my spirit lives within you a wellspring of life and, and, and during this conversation, Jesus is actually discerning that this Samaritan woman has has she 's got thirst say eh, that just cannot be quenched by any physical water she 's got deep spiritual needs in her heart and, and she 's looking for love in all the wrong places. Jesus uh, says to her, "Hey, hey, the man that you 're actually living with now is not your husband, and in fact you 've had five husbands." <laughs> And he's giving her this opportunity for him to quench the thirst that no man could ever quench, that no, ever, no drink from the well could ever quench. He's saying, hey, can you come to me? No one, you're not disqualified, hey? <laughs> you're not disqualified as a Samaritan woman. You know, woman, a man talking to a woman back then, that was a big deal as well. You're not, you're not disqualified because of, your, you know, because of who you are and because of where you're from, it does not matter. I am the living well that you draw from. And In John 7, just a few chapters later, Jesus says, Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from them. By this, he meant the Spirit of God. Come on. That's a good story. That's a good message. That's a good message for our lives to, have, to not be a dry bed, a dry river bed, but actually to be a spring of living water because the Spirit of God has been flowing from our lives. You know, for 35 odd years, I think, this church, Thrive Church, has been inviting, uh, you know, our community, our young people, anyone from anywhere in this region to come and drink from the wellspring of life. Come on. Let's, let's, give, let's give this church. Let's give like what Jesus has been doing in this church, just a massive shout of praise. We just praise you. We just praise you for what you've done over 35 years. We praise you for every salvation, for every healing, for every thirsty soul that was quenched because of your love, Jesus. We give you praise. I want to remind that Jesus today is your living well. Turn to your neighbor and just say that Jesus is your living well. No matter where you're from, no matter what you've done, Jesus is your living well. Um, we've got this image up here. I don't know if you've been to Tākaka before, top of the uh, South Island to... Poo Poo Springs—it's—it's um, it's beautiful. There's just actually there's beautiful springs in the in the, uh, the top half of um, the South Island. There's Rewalker, the Rewalker Resurgence. That's a beautiful spring, and you stand over these—you um, stand over these beautiful locations, and you're you you're captured by the purity of the water, and you're also kind of like dumbfounded. That where did all this water come from? Like it's coming out of the ground. <laughs> It's just bubbling up. These, these springs, actually Poo Poo Springs here, are the, um, the, the largest cold water springs in the southern hemisphere. And they contain some of the um, clearest water that's ever been measured as well. And You know, I guess uh, when you're thinking of a spring or a river, it's actually defined as a, as a river or a spring because it has an unending source. It has a supply that just never rungs out. Poo Springs is just never stops bubbling up and it's, it's expressing that it is connected to an unending source. An unending supply releases a continual flow, an eternal flow. What does it say? Bubbling up into eternal life. You know, there's a, there's a song, I think. There's a song, isn't there? There's an old song. There's a river of life. I got a river of life flowing out from me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Open prison doors and sets the captives free. There's a river of life flowing out from me. And all the young people said <laughs> they don't know it spring up a well <laughs> spring up a well within my soul spring up a well and make me whole spring up a well and give to me that life abundantly yeah. come on this is the wellspring of life i love this from isaiah 12 verse 3 with joy everyone say with joy yeah. you will draw water from the wells of salvation Come on, when you come to the well of salvation, you find joy. And the more that you draw, the more joy you experience. The more of the kingdom is manifested in our lives. Is there anyone here who's a bit dry today that needs to come again to the wells of salvation and draw some joy for your soul? This is on offer. This is on offer. This is like you can roll up to the bar today. <laughs> you can roll up, and Jesus wants you to draw from the wells of salvation. He wants you to take a beverage of joy. So I just, I re- I remind you, I released you joy. I released that. You know, like, let's agree with that. If you're just sitting here in a, pa- a place of meh or partial joy, we just receive joy. We just thank you for joy. You know, we've, we've had this dream. I think everyone who's led this church from, from the very beginning was that Thrive Church would be a place and it would be a wellspring for our community, that this place would be a wellspring of healing and wholeness, that it would become a river of life-giving people that stream out into our community with the, the love and flow of Jesus Christ. The life expression, I think Lynn actually, when Lynn and Peter were leading the church, uh, their purpose statement was life to the full with Jesus and overflowing to others. Come on. I want to just, i gotta, uh, I got to do this. This is expansion offering Sunday, people. <laughs> I just want to speak briefly to this. You know, when Noah built an ark, he never... You know, this is a guy. I don't think who had ever physically built anything that big before. You know, I I don't think he he was into construction, but maybe he had built his own home, or I don't know if he was into boat building, but he had never built anything on that scale. But God said, "Build an ark. Build an ark." And if and, and if you remember, um, this ark became. The environment that his family and really in essence the entire of humanity were saved through, um, it took him uh, somewhere between you know some say fifty years, some say hundred and twenty years, some say a hundred years to actually build the, build the ark. It was a long time of building, but he definitely carried this word from God for about a hundred years to do it. so he had all this time of practical preparation before God sent. The supernatural rain, the supernatural moment of the door being closed, all the animals being led uh, to to the ark—it's a massive thing to get your head round. It's like, man, only God could do that. It's crazy. And and I just to speak to this um, offering today, um, I, I believe a part of this is actually building something that we've never built before. We were thinking about the missional reach that we're looking to have as a church or even the size of this building. You know, we want to knock down walls we've never knocked down before. I mean, we are here for revival. We are here to inhabit the presence of God. We're here to make room and do something to prepare our church like Moses prepared the ark for a supernatural move of God. Sorry, was it Moses or Noah? One of them. (laughs) We'll call them noses. (laughs) So no, uh, let's move on. No. (laughs) We're believing as we sow practically into this expansion offering that we're preparing the ground for something supernatural, for a great harvest. It says this in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Now who supplies seed to the sower... And bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. First up from this, I want to say, don't give your bread. Don't. And the bread, when you look at this, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, um, don't give what you need to survive. You know, there's a difference between God giving us bread and seed here. I want to encourage you to give with wisdom. Um you know, don't give the provision for your own family. Um, And so the context of bread is food on your table for you and your family. In this expansion offering as well, I also want to acknowledge the generosity that you show continually as a church when we talk about giving. Um, There's such faithfulness and tithes um, in in this church, and we really want to honor that. Um, I want to also acknowledge the incredible generosity that we um, all, as we all lent in together for World, with World Vision earlier this year and gave to the families of Nilfamari. Many of you have already signed up to give regularly and abundantly and above and beyond. And, and so I want to honour that as well. Um, but I also want to say, if you know that you've got seed in your hand, in your bank account for this church and for this community... I want to encourage you to sow it and enlarge in the harvest of your righteousness. I don't I I just want you to do that with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I want you to just do and talk with your wife if you're married, your husband if you're married about what you're believing God is leading you. To do um, just to clarify as well what this is all about. Um, on the big screen, we have our uh, this is our targets for our expansion offering. Obviously, our missional goal that's going to precede our um, the physical expansion for this building. Um, we look, God can do miracles. Four hundred fifty. Well, t- um, total will be around five hundred thousand dollars. God can do that. It's actually just not a big amount of money to God. We also know that it's like, I mean, I can't just find $500,000 right now in my back pocket. So this whether this is a moment now for us to engage in or whether this is a process over a few years, this is what we're believing to do, um, we want to encourage you as well. Just you know, you might be thinking of a lump sum that you're going to give. I also want to encourage you. It could look like five dollars a week. It could look like ten dollars a week. It could look like fifteen dollars a week for the next year. Um, you know, if we had fifty people giving ten dollars per week, that's twenty six grand for the year. That's really significant. That's really, that's really amazing, and so you th- think, man, I can't do a large amount. Well, maybe you can do five dollars if you're a student, or maybe you could do ten dollars. Maybe you could do a two hundred and fifty dollars a week. I don't know, but that'd be awesome. But whatever God's calling you to do, I just I want to encourage you to commit to that. Um, so just take time, just as we look at closing the service today, what's God asking you to contribute as we express? You know his heart into our community. I want to um, finish today with sharing two prophetic words. Um, I shared these last year, and it's pretty awesome that Janet Thurner is watching online, if she still is, because one of these words is a word she gave. Um, so on the 9th of November uh, 2003, that is very specific, Janet Chambers from Living Waters 18 years ago gave this word to the church. And this really connects with my message today about springs and wells. It says this, You're building a large, secure structure while trying to tap into an unknown underground river, trying and trying, not quite getting it. More prayers needed. With prayer, God directs the tapping in, and when you hit that underground river, the force of the water gushes up like a a geyser. I always want to say geyser when I see that word, like a geyser, high into the air, it looked like striking oil. As a result, some areas of the structure appeared very water damaged, things knocked about, dishevelled, the flow was quite uncontrollable initially, and this was noticed by the community. And then what makes Janet's word more profound was a word that we received last year from Janet Thurna. Um And she said, I woke up one day in the morning and I saw a geyser coming out of Thrive Church and the waters of the geyser went throughout all the community and then into the nations of the world. The Lord showed me that this geyser was his healing love and it flowed and flowed and the word that was impressed upon me was the word tangible meaning the actual and real effects of his healing love was perceivable by touch and able to be experienced by all. There was so much love and unity in the flow of these waters that the walls were broken down in families, relationships, churches, throughout the community, wherever the water flowed from this geyser. Amazing. Two words that totally align and we're believing for for tapping in to that to that well to see a geyser of God's love and and, and glory roll out into uh, into this community, um, I just let's just clap for those words. Like let's just we just believe Jesus. We just we believe we're invested in that. Um, we're believing that the revival well is going to bless the generations, not just like a a quick flow and then off we go this is like we're, we're talking about generational revival wells here where your grandchildren your great-grandchildren are going to be impacted because of the the revival spirit that flows out of this place um, you know the reality of digging a well is that some, it, it kind of looks like you're stuck into, in a hole until you hit water thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media